We have hit our strides. Week 8 of the NFL season is here. It's the KC Press Box with me, Davo. And sharpshooting Killian White. Need those gun sound effects. I love, by the way, that your girlfriend now makes those sound effects and uh, her friends that you've met for the first time are like, hey, hey, sharpshooter. Hey, so does half the on-air staff. I get it every time I walk down the hallway. I love it. Perfect. Well, football season well underway here. We're about to kick out the Casey Press Box in about a minute and a half here. we got to talk, though, about a great deal from FanDuel Sportsbook. If you've been on the sidelines so far, now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Killian, let me make sure I got this right. New customers of FanDuel Sportsbook are going to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Do I have that right? That is right. So free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So if I bet $500 for my first bet and it doesn't hit, I get $500 in free bets? That is correct. Same thing if I bet 1000 bucks or if I bet 69 bucks. Same thing. I don't know why I picked that number randomly. Yeah. It's coming back to you in free bets if your no-sweat first bet doesn't hit on FanDuel Sportsbook. With our promo code BOX, though, at sign up. B-O-X. So be in the state of Kansas when you sign up. And right there, one of the first screens, you'll see, do you have a promo code? Type in the word BOX. B-O-X. $1,000 up to that. No sweat first bet by using our promo code BOX. Speaking of promo codes, FanDuel does have all the best bets. Uh, They've got money line, point spreads, player props, everything you can think of. Plus the daily boosts, uh, you know, made some money again on NBA this weekend with those. Plus live betting. I mean, like I said, we both live in Missouri, but man, it'd be nice to be in Kansas. And sometimes we are, and we've made we a lot of money. We do drive over there, yeah. Yeah, and we've made a lot of money on the live lines, too. I mean, there was there's some college games. Yep. And then, of course, uh, when you do win, you get paid fast. It's always been very fast for us, and we have been winning. Yeah, the boost, I love that, too. We hit another one last night with that over uh, KD and Giannis going over 70. What, they have like 90 points or something uh, last night? Yeah, it wasn't looking good in the first half, but they really came on. Yeah, it, they smoked it there. So sign up today with the promo code BOX for your no-sweat first bet and make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21-plus and select states, first online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets at expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. It's Dave O and Killian White's KC Press Box, powered by FanDuel. The KC Press Box, where you get the sports headlines that you care about. Plus, learn to make cold, hard cash with the Sportsbook 101 that teaches you every aspect of sports investing. The lineup is ready. The players are set. And now, Let's head to the KC Press Box with your hosts, Dave O and Killian White. And not only did we tell you the Panthers had a legit chance at beating Tampa Bay outright last week, right here in the KC Press Box, and they did, but the lock of the week came in again. We're now sitting at 34 wins, 18 losses right here in the KC Press Box. Me, Davo, and sharpshooting Killian White. And I need you to admit something right now live on the show, Killian. Okay. I need you to say it. Daddy's hot. Say yeah, it. Yep, daddy's hot. Say it again. Say it like you mean no, it. You're getting one. Call me daddy. Come on. Hey, hey no, one per week. You you hit another bet, you'll get another daddy. All right, daddy's hot. That's all I'm going to say about right. that. This is what we told you last week on the Lock of the Week. In San Francisco, they have streetcars and rice-a-roni. We're going to be eating some rice-a-roni on the streetcar, heading to the most swank club in San Francisco because we're laying the Chiefs minus two and a half. How is this game only two and a half? It's the lock of the week. My favorite game in the last month will continue to stay hot. The money train is open, baby. Hop on it in honor of Bob Saget. We miss you, man. San Francisco full house will always think of you, but this week it's the Chiefs coming in minus two and a half. Let's go! 
And Killian, we're going to completely dominate week eight of the NFL season two. I can feel it. We're getting stronger. Like we told you, as the year goes on, you get more data. You're into the new season. You can really get laser hyper focus, and that's what we are right now. We're going to be going against the spread for all 15 games. Yeah, back to a 15-game slate. One of the last ones we'll get. Only the Chiefs. Who's the other team on bye this week? Uh, the Chargers. Only the Chiefs and Chargers on bye. So we get a 15-game slate. It'll probably be till about week 15 or 16 until we get that again. Lots of buys coming up. So a nice week. We're going to go through every single game here on the KC Press Box, plus our college football threesome picks, fantasy football, and lots more. But tell me about the last week, man. How you been? Yeah, another good week in fantasy, another good week of betting. Uh busy uh, as far as the job goes but hey i got away long enough to come record this so yeah good week how about you yeah killian we, we both have multiple hats that we wear up here at the radio station it's a busy week uh, for you my week has been very good um got a nice three-day weekend so we're recording this on thursday october 27th so we will get into don't worry we'll get into the ravens and bucks actually a good thursday night game here in a few minutes but yeah life's good i'm off tomorrow um Gonna be a nice weekend, and uh, and the Chiefs are making a trade. So let's get right into it right now and talk Chiefs. First thing before we get to last week, um, let's talk the uh, the recent breaking news here in the last hour. Um, Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs for a third rounder and a sixth rounder in next year's draft. The third rounder is a conditional. I hope it doesn't become a second rounder. By the way, I don't think it can. I think it stays a third rounder. So let's hope. Uh, but Kadarius Tony oft injured, uh, first round pick for the Giants just a year ago. So this is fascinating in a way, kill that they're willing to walk away because nobody denies his talent, right? I mean, the talent's there. We saw right. it, and we saw about a three-game stretch last year where he got all of the stats, basically, because he mm-hmm. was hurt. Basically, he was healthy for three weeks last year. Got suspended a game for getting in a fight against Dallas. He punched somebody. I forget. Maybe it was Diggs. I don't remember who it was. Um, so we saw that, and we've seen him hurt. The dude has got just freakish talent. His comp out of um, college was Tyreek Hill. That's exactly what they wrote in his scouting report. He's a guy that can play on the slot uh, and take it to the house. But I've seen him make some good plays on the outside, too. I don't think he's strictly a slot guy. I think he's a little bit more physical than Tyreek is, um, but a guy that's struggled to stay in the field. So your thoughts on this? Because the Giants, it's interesting because the Giants are 6-1, and one, right? And... Mm-hmm. They kind of need wide receiver help. They're not really strong at wide receiver. So why would they walk away from a first rounder just a year ago with that kind of talent? Um, you know, when they're six and one and needing receiver help, D- does this make you kind of pause on your enthusiasm for this trade? What are your thoughts on the trade? One other thing I should note, by the way, is the Chiefs will still have three point four million in cap space. This only hits them for seven hundred thousand dollars in the cap this year, so it's a kind of a low risk, high reward type trade. Yeah, I'll give you credit on that one because you kind of mentioned you're like, we'll probably get a receiver and then we'll get like a defensive player maybe on the line uh, and that's kind of what it's shaping up to be right now um, <clears throat> as far as Kadoni or Kadoni Kadoni <laughs> that'll be his new nickname yeah uh, as far as Kadoni goes um, he, I mean he looked really great out of college obviously the 20th overall pick uh, but like you said it's really weird I mean in any normal year uh, the Giants cutting you know some people mid-season or not you know when you're six and trading one away yeah it would make sense but not this year they're actually doing well so I don't know and like you said they are thin at receivers so I don't know if it's just an injury thing he has been hurt a lot um, is he clashing? Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. But with uh, with who? <laughs> and don't forget the Mike Kafka connection used to be in KC now with the Giants offensive coordinator. So that's interesting that he was one to give up on him too. So it, it, it like on one hand, my my reaction to this trade is 
a few things. Number one, I like to see the Chiefs bringing in somebody, even if that somebody is only going to be healthier in the playoffs or whatever. This is the kind of housebreaker. He's kind of a Hardman slash Hill type, but I still think he's a more physical player than those two are. Mm-hmm. I think he can do a little bit more stuff if he's healthy. So I like the upside that he brings. I think it's a low risk. I mean, you give up a third and a six. The six you don't care about. The third you do, obviously. But the Chiefs have an abundance of picks. It's not really that much of a cap hit. Now, my question to you, and, and then also my other thought before I get to my question for you, my other thought on this would be, yeah, why are the Giants walking away from him? Why are they washing their hands of a first-round pick from a year ago? Are they just think he's never going to be healthy? Does he have a bad attitude? Is there stuff behind the scenes we don't know? Um, do they just think they're not going to compete this year in the playoffs, so they're kind of looking towards next year and the year after is when they really go for it. They want more draft picks because they think this year's fool's gold. Like, I don't know the answer to that. I, um, I mean, you, you would think that... What, whatever it is, the Chiefs have to be aware too. I mean, if we're in here theorizing, they have to, you know, be aware of whatever that issue is, and it makes you think maybe it's something just like you said internally with someone on the team, and he just can't get along with some coach maybe it's or Daniel something, Jones. right? Something like that. Because I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I think that the Chiefs would have an idea of what that reason was, and would at least, especially with the Kafka uh, yeah, connection, would at least think like, hey, you know, it can be different here if they are trading for him. Yeah, yeah. So it's an interesting. So my question for you then would be. Are the Chiefs done adding receivers? Does this mean OBJ is out of the fold, or do you think the Chiefs see this as more of a this guy replaces MVS slash Justin Watson uh, is a big player for us next year in case we lose Juju and we're still going to try to get OBJ? Like, is, is OBJ out? They're just going defense now. Do you think the Chiefs? You asking for this year? Yeah, yeah, I think probably no OBJ this year. And okay. I, 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 there's a lot of other places that are interested in him. I think he will end up somewhere, but okay, probably not the Chiefs. There's, I would agree. And I mean, there's there's a lot of. Uh, teams that are in worth need maybe that's part of the reason they're getting rid of tony i mean i've heard talks that that he's at least worked out again in new york and you know maybe they're clearing up room for that and they're like you know what he's hurt all the time we'd rather have obj maybe i mean that wouldn't that be the freaking surprise of the year oh yeah if he ends up back with the giants yeah you know after you hear all about the rams and the chiefs and the bills and the packers and some of these other teams it'd be hilarious if he ends up back there um with the Giants. so final answer as far as what the Chiefs do, we, we both think they're going to make at least one more move, right? Right. And we think it's probably going to be a defensive lineman. Correct, yeah. Outside chance of somebody in the secondary or offensive lineman, right? Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't think any more offensive skill players. Yeah, I doubt we get any more skill players. Okay. We're I pretty, would agree We're pretty that. deep. I don't know, like, you know, it's not like we just have stars running back or anything like that, but we are deep. We've got a lot rostered in all those positions. And Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I they went out, I've, I've seen some people say they should go get Kareem Hunt, you know, for a fourth rounder. I don't know that that's going to happen just because of the whole thing that he lied here and they kind of booted yeah. him out of town. And, you well, know, I don't I've know. I've heard that, uh, I think it was the Eagles have shown interest in him and they definitely have shown some in Kamara too. Which, yeah, why would, that's the stupidest uh, thing I've heard. Sanders have been great. Yeah. And, and, you know, once. Why would they need Kamara there? Yeah. I hope they don't get Kamara because I've got Kamara in season long, and I think he's better suited with the Saints. I think he's going to get less Agreed, touches yeah. if they put him there because they're still going to play Miles Sanders. Yeah, so. and game well. But hey, the, the Eagles getting Robert Quinn right? That's a big yeah, move from the Bears. Absolutely. They're going for it this year. It looks like, huh? Yeah, I think so. So well, that's interesting. We'll see if, if they've got a maybe their window is just now opening. I mean, is, if Jalen Hurts is the real deal, you know, this could be a nice little window here for the Eagles. So we will watch. So let's go over last week's uh, Chiefs stuff here and our takeaways before we get into this week's slate. Forty-four to twenty-three, the Chiefs uh, end up dominating San Francisco. Didn't start that way. They were down ten nothing. Um, you know, even after a muff punt, only up one, you thought they were going to be down um, in the mid stages of the game, and that it was going to be you know tight. But the Chiefs ended up outscoring the 49ers 43 to 13 to end the game after getting down 10 nothing. How impressed were you with this win? You know, going on the road at San Francisco. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really impressive. I'm always impressed when we come back like this, although, <clears throat> I mean, it's a little bit less of a surprise. It keeps happening so much. I, I wish I could have on tape all the times I've said, man, I wish I was in Kansas so I could live bet this when we're down. You need to start, just start driving there. I'm not going li- to leave mid-game. Just start watching Chiefs games in Kansas that's and assume true, they're yeah. always going to be losing. That's the only thing that takes away from it is like, man, if we just dominated the whole time, it would be but. You know, it's still a great game. We still played amazing. You're still really happy with it. Like you said, uh, to outscore them 43 to 13. Yeah. Yeah. And that's from the moment this guy more muffed that punt. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, no, we played great. Their defense didn't look like their defense against us. Uh, they couldn't really get their normal guys going. Uh, McCaffrey, you know, he's kind of a, a still qu- getting me in the right. Yeah. Feet I mean, wet. you can't really grade him based on that. I think he ends up having 12 touches okay. though. Yeah. More than I thought. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm really happy with our defense. I think we played well. I did too. Patrick Mahomes, 25 for 34, 423 yards, three That's touchdowns, crazy. had one costly interception early. Um, I found it random. I, I should go back and look. He didn't have a single rush attempt in this game. Like, not even a, a kneel down that counts as a rush for negative yards, no scrambles. The dude never even, no, no plays wiped away by penalties. He literally never ran. I wonder how many times in his career that's happened. It's probably happened a couple, but it, it seems pretty rare for him. He does seem to usually get you a, a 20, 25 point floor rushing. You know, I have him in fantasy season long. That's how I know that. Um, so well and pay attention to that but he didn't need to in this game he had huge games for Juju who now becomes by the way one of the marquee free agent receivers coming up Um, there aren't that many of them in this class a lot of them have already gotten inked seven catches 124 and one for Juju I think the Chiefs will by the way end up signing him probably after the year three catches for 111 yards so MVS starting to do what we wanted him to do right be that game you know game breaker big play type of guy Uh, that's what we want to do I think he's had 90 and 100 yards two of the last three games so that's good to see. Trav, six catches for 98 yards. The defense forced a couple of key turnovers as well, most notably the interception, like you mentioned, after the Skymore um, dropped um, punt. That was Joshua Williams who got his first career interception there. So Juan Thornhill had another one later. Um, just a really, really good game um, for KC. One thing we should mention, by the way, speaking about Skymore, that Kadarius Tony does do is return punts. And you and I were live texting during that game and talking about, man, they've got to get Skymore out of that punt return. I mean, he's muffed now three of them, two right. of them inside the 10. Like, I mean, just I, I think knowing that Tony returns punts is to- – let me ask you this. Is it either Tony or Hardman returning punts when we come back from the buyer? Do you think they stick it out with Skymore? I don't know. I think it's probably not Skymore. You think so? Yeah. You think was it's Tony? He even, I mean, McColl was returning by the end of the game, wasn't he? Which I mean, I don't know. Did he? I think. I don't know if they ever punted again. It doesn't necessarily mean. I don't know that. if they punted again because we had two interceptions. I don't know if they really oh. ever punted after that. You think they did after they scored ten points in the first? Did they? I don't know. Anyway, oh, anyway. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, with that though. I'm going to say I'm going to say they probably. I think you're right. I think if you're getting Tony. At the very least, even if he's not 100%, I think you can have him return punts. I mean, that's something he doesn't really need to know very much about, you know, to do. Step in right away. And it is a bye week, so Tony should be good to go in theory. Although I'm sure he's, I don't know if he's out, you know, partying this week or if he'll now come here and spend some extra time with the playbook this week and lose his bye week. I don't know what's going on with that. So, um, but I do expect him to be active next week, hopefully. He, he you know, would have been questionable this week. Um, so the Chiefs should get back Rashad Fenton and uh, Trent McDuffie when they come out of the bye against Tennessee, which, by the way, did you see they opened up as a 10.5-point home favorite Sunday night football next Sunday against Tennessee here? I did not. Wow. 10.5. That's a big number there. Um, okay, so league-wide, week seven. Give me your three main takeaways. I'll, I'll let you, you want me to start or you want to start? 
I'll go ahead and start. Be good. Yeah, the first one, I'm going to brag a little bit because I had no idea how right I was going to be when I called that this was the year the old quarterback fall off. Uh-huh. Man, I mean, Matt Ryan benched, Russell still being Russell, the, the weirdest persona. Of Tom Brady losing any back-to-back ever. weeks, yeah, his double-digit t- t- favorite. Terrible teams. Uh, I mean, and then Rodgers. Rodgers still, yeah, losing to New York two weeks in a row. And then the Even Commanders. to a small degree, you can say like Carson Wentz type guys. Right, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's not He's not a marquee but guy, but. Right, yeah, but no, I mean, it, it's happening this year. They're all <laughs> going down so very right on that one the flip side i have to admit i was wrong about the lions <laughs> they're not good they're not having a good season man the i drank the kool-aid a little too much with the uh hard knocks. the hard knocks yeah i mean they only have one win their defense is playing awful the injuries have not helped at all i mean swift's barely well, been out there and they have jared goff that's true yeah that's true i mean you know what which i mean i saw the the comparisons where he's been playing better than matt stafford this year but that's he's still not playing good matt stafford's not playing good matt either. stafford's not playing well right. at all and i mean uh the Chiefs one, kind of the Chiefs, kind of the, I just, the 49ers, I think they'll look a lot better than they did in that game and end up placing pretty well uh, overall. Um, but mine is always bet on the Chiefs money line when they're down. If you have the chance, bet on that money line. Uh, it's it's going to hit three out of four times. Yeah, I mean, what were we even down in the Colts game? I can't remember. But like, uh, I don't think we were till the very end. That's what I'm saying. It's like that one when you wouldn't have all the ones yeah. that they were, we were down big, we won. You would have been up a lot of money right now. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I kind of have one kind of similar one. Not really. Um, I'll start with the two that are completely different. Well, I'll start with the one that's similar. You mentioned the 49ers. Um, I think I think this might be the team to beat in the NFC. Um, I think this team is going to be really freaking good down the stretch if they stay healthy. Because they have a lot of injuries. But if this team has a healthy Trent Williams up front blocking and a, and a healthy George Kittle, I know there's a lot of ifs here. I know that. But every team in the NFL has ifs. But if those two stay healthy in particular and they get even, you know, let's say they have eight of their day one 11 defensive starters in there. That's that's probably if they get two to three guys back on defense, the best defense in the NFL. And you add in there studs like Christian McCaffrey, who will now know the playbook going forward, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, you could argue that if you look at tight end, receiver, and running back, they might, and take that quarterback, because that's the one thing they're lacking. They have Jimmy G, who's a very average, right. on a good day, quarterback. On a good day, he's average. On a bad day, he's not average. But, I mean, if you look at just Killian, running back, tight end, receiver, you could argue they might have the best skill position players in the NFL if you go through all three. I mean, right, yeah. Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you've even got guys like Elijah Mitchell as insurance. He should be back right, yeah. as well. You know, Jeff Wilson. So, I mean, it's it's a loaded team offensively and defensively. So I think they're I think them or the Eagles will come out of the NFC. I kind of like the 49ers, though. I really think they're going to be dangerous. That's going to be a trouble team in the playoffs. I would not want to play those guys in the playoffs. Let's put it that way. Uh, my second point, Josh Jacobs, it's just really effing good. I mean, he's talking about getting a big contract. You know, he's in the last right. year of his deal. They're treating him like it. They're just they're like, we don't care about your workload. We'll run you into the ground because you're not our problem next year type thing is what the feeling I get just by the workload he's getting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, contract year here, what a payday he's setting himself up for. This week, 20 totes for 143 and three touchdowns. Also caught um, three balls in that. He's been, you know, catching three, four balls a week. He's a fantasy beast, a league winner if you have him. Right. And then the other thing is you see it only in glimpses right now. We haven't seen him do a, even maybe a full half, let alone a full game together yet. But there's a quarterback in this league who's going to be really, really good. You probably know who I'm talking about, don't you, without even saying it? I have a guess. Kenny Pickett? Yep. yep. Kenny Pickett is going to be really, really good. Um, so I, I think that I think that the Steelers, I, I, they're not a dangerous team because they aren't good enough to be dangerous. But I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. And there's going to be some uh, some of those receivers there 
are going to be uh, fantasy riches second half of the year with him at the helm. By the way, I think uh, I, I would still not be surprised if Chase Claypool gets moved, right? Um, or one of those guys for sure from the from the Steelers. Um, I didn't have a single bad beat this week, bro. This is my best week. I'll just tell people I made two thousand dollars this weekend um, on betting. I did. I missed one bet the entire weekend. Nice, counting college and pro. So. I missed two of the three on my college football threesome, but luckily one of those two I didn't take and one of them I did, which you and I both had Kansas. And they almost came back and covered that. They got down 21 nothing, and they missed the spread by two points in that game. So we almost got that KU game. Uh, did you have a bad beat in week seven? Uh, I didn't have too bad of one. The one I've written down here is just from, from last night, actually. I mean, that, that one boost hit, like we talked about, um, with, what was it, Giannis and KD. Yeah. Uh, but there was another one that I threw a little bit of money on. It was um, Jokic or... Um, LeBron to have a triple double, and they took Jokic out with like two minutes left because they were up big, and he had uh, plenty of points, plenty of assists, and he needed one rebound. Oh no! Yeah, I always wonder if those guys ever like when they know that they just like miss a layup on purpose and get it back, like at the offensive rebound, right. you know? <laughs> just to get the triple double. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that ever happens. I'm sure it has. Um, yeah, it was, it was. That's two weeks in a row we haven't had too many bad beats, which no. I, I hate to say that out loud because it's like your tempting fate, right? We got a wood table here. Yeah, third time's the charm, unfortunately. Um, okay, every single game on the week eight NFL slate, starting off with a really, really nice game here on Thursday. And I'm excited for this game. Two teams that are maybe slightly disappointing from where the majority of people thought they'd be preseason, but two teams very much still in the playoff hunt. Um, two teams with with marquee skill position players. Um, take us through it. Yeah, this is an interesting one because the line has moved quite a bit. Uh, it's the Bucks at home tonight versus the Ravens. Uh, the Bucks are now favored by one and a half over under 45 and a half. So this is in Tampa Bay. Um, we don't know if Mark Andrews is going to play or not. Um, Isaiah likely becomes a smash spot tight end if he doesn't. You probably still play him if you need desperate for one anyways. Um, my gut tells me Andrews is going to play. He hasn't practiced all week. I just think it's a short week. I don't think he needs to practice. I mean, you know, he's been here forever. He knows the mm-hmm. offense. Um, I think he plays. I don't know to what role he plays, but even if as, as a decoy, it would help out the offense there. This could be a real smash spot in the secondary with Tampa Bay. Both teams are beat up in the secondary, but especially Tampa Bay. I mean, if he plays, he'll be more involved than he was last week. Oh, yeah, with the Ugh. quarterback sneak for four yards. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I like, But I'm, I, I really like Rashad Bateman tonight. Yep. I know he's been questionable, but he practiced in full yesterday, so he's going to play um, Duvernay to a smaller degree. Um, I, I, I think Lamar... This is um, Lamar likes primetime games. Lamar is playing the GOAT. Um, they, the Ravens haven't won back-to-back games all season. The, um, Tampa Bay is sputtering. I mean, man, back-to-back weeks, losing outright as double-digit favorites to Pittsburgh um, and then to the Falcons. Not the Falcons. The They should have lost to the Falcons the week before that. They got right. the bailout calls to the uh, Panthers, Panthers last week. Yeah. So, I mean, they've been, a re- they've been a really bad football team the last month. Um, really, ever since that Chiefs game. They had one bounce back after that. But ever since that Chiefs game, they've looked just bad. So I don't think it's a very good team. We talked about this before the year. I I didn't even pick them to win the division. And they're only up by a game on the Saints. I picked the Saints to win the division. The Saints are somehow only a game back. Right. Um, I just don't think this Tampa team is good. I think the, the defense is beaten down. It's not the same anymore up front. It's They don't scare you. I think they're fine. They're not a bad defense. I think they're a fine defense. But I, th- I think they're more like league average than the dominant to really good defense we've seen in recent years. Um, Tom Brady, the offensive line grades out in some metrics really well for some odd reason. But then if you use your eyes and watch the game, he, he doesn't have time. He's getting hit a lot. The offensive line is not good there. I don't care what some of these metrics say. Um you know, Mike Evans, very questionable. He's going to play tonight, but his ankles effed up. Um, still without uh, Braid, I believe. 
Um, Kate Otten looked okay last week. Still no WrestleGate. Er, well, yeah, WrestleGate's no, out. No, Russell's there last week, but yeah, he's out this week. He's out this week. Julio, yeah. who cares? I mean, Godwin <laughs> should be fed tonight. This is a nice, nice spot for for yeah. Godwin tonight. End of the day, though, I think I think the Ravens pull this game out. I think Lamar uh, uses his legs tonight. I think Lamar goes nuts tonight. I think this is a primetime Lamar against Brady spot where he decides he wants to play and wants to get a contract and wants to see him to win back-to-back games for the first time. It's good conditions down there tonight. So so give me the give me the the Ravens tonight. Just take the money line. Yeah, I'm with you on the money line. We talked about this one earlier in the week, and I think you locked it in. Earlier. Yeah, well, I took him in the first half minus one because the money line was worse odds. So I'm right. like, I'll take the minus well, the, one because because they're one and a half point dogs down. The money lines. At I plus took him today on the way in. I threw another uh, 150 on him. It was like a plus 105, I think, is what it was on. Well, yeah, no, but I, I like the Ravens too. Both these teams, like you said, are kind of underperforming uh, and need to get right. Uh, both. Could probably still make the playoffs, but they're not playing well. I don't know. Uh, it is kind of weird that the line moves so much, but yeah, give me the Ravens. The Bucks are a little bit more hurt because it's moved three points. Yeah, I mean it's it opened up. Did, did it open up as Ravens one and a half? Yes, minus one and a half. That's what I mean. And then, so, yeah, then, then uh, some books it's at two today, plus wow. two. The I mean the Ravens are plus two. I mean, <laughs> so I mean it's moved about three points, which is that's quite a bit for no major injuries in an NFL game. I mean if you see a quarterback switch or something, a lot of times games will do that. But for two kind of evenly matched teams with no major injury news to this point, that's that's mm-hmm. a pretty big jump. So yeah, but supposedly the money is heavy on the the Ravens. On the Ravens. Yeah, so I don't know I if that's that money line stuff going on or what's going on with that, but. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I've got but we're on the same page on that one. Yeah, I've got it on the money line, too. I actually put that one in last night. Mm. Uh, yeah, next game. Or no, oh, this is the uh, London game. Oh, great. <laughs> They're trying to push those Jaguars down the Londoners' throats, aren't they? I think they want to move that franchise. I think they do, too. It's it's yeah. sad, too, because I lived in Jacksonville. But... Yeah, and I mean, every year it's like a couple teams play there, but the Jaguars seem to be the constant. Well, for a while, Jacksonville was losing like three three or four home games a year for one year. Right, and they were like, we might as well, but now they're... Yeah, now it's better. like twice a year. Anyway, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um Against the Broncos, not at home, they're in London, but yeah, two and a half point favorites. Against Do we the know if Russ is playing? Uh, it sounds like it from all his high knee and he's on the plane and he's ready to go. And I don't know, yeah, he's very weird. If over under on this one's 39 and a half, I don't know if I like it, but it's very low. Well, so I am full disclosure, I am stuck playing Trevor Lawrence this week in my in our high dollar season long league right, that we're yeah. in together because, well, because I have Patrick Mahomes, right? So mm. I've been holding on to my stupid waiver claim priority claim all year waiting for the perfect moment and i need to win this week right i've been struggling and so i love the thought of Jameis winston starting against the raiders so i'm like you know what there's two other people in our league that are going to need quarterbacks one of them picked up justin fields by the way um but i'm like all right screw it i've been holding on to this waiver we're getting late enough in the year where you know how many more weeks am i really gonna you know i I have a losing record right now full disclosure this is my worst year of season long fantasy ever because i drafted Najee harris and and kamara in the first couple rounds and i took kyle pitts in the third round so i'm I'm not out of it yet but i I need a win like i'm you know i'm I'm a game and a half out of the playoffs right now basically if you look at points and where i'm at in the standings but anyway so i blew my wad and got Jameis winston thinking for sure he would start this week nope andy dalton well screw that i'm not freaking starting andy dalton especially because it means Kamara and Hill are going to get the touchdowns around the goal line. And I've already got Kamara on my season-long team. And I've got Hill on my bench if I need him. So I ended up picking up Trevor Lawrence as a long, the, the reason for this rant here right now. So I don't love it. You know, you're, you and I were talking about the matchups, Patrick Sertan. That people are, you know, he takes away half the field, basically, or right. a third of the field. 
Um, I do think, though, you can run against Denver. I think they'll be able to establish a little bit of something there. And they still have enough receivers. You know, they'll take out you know, one of the Jones brothers, but you've still, they're not really brothers, I know that. Mm-hmm. One of the Jones brothers, but you still have Christian Kirk out there. You've still got Evan Ingram. They've got, you know, ETN in the passing game. I still think I still think the Jaguars are able to move the ball enough in this game um, to make it interesting. I actually think the 39 and a half is, is, is tempting. I don't think I would take that though. I, I I think I'd stay away from that, but I'm just telling you I do like the over. It's it tempts me a little bit to go over that that number at 39 and a half. I like that more than a team in this game. I don't really want to take a team in this game, but I have to pick because we pick all 15 games. Give me Jacksonville. I, I just think I, I Denver, I mean who do we have a running back now in Denver? I mean everyone's freaking hurt. You know? Yeah. We're, we're down to what Latavius Murray and uh, and because uh, Boone got put on the yeah yeah so it's just him and Melvin now, him and Melvin I mean I don't know like Russ has just been so bad man I mean you're down to these you know Greg Dirch or whatever the hell his name is Doach what was that guy's name Dotage or whatever that rookie tight end that they got in the fourth round I mean I don't know man like I I'm just kind of over it I think Jacksonville's defense is good enough where they'll kind of win the game, but I feel there'll be some points scored here. So I, I see this being like each team in the low 20s, the mm-hmm. game going over, and I think Jacksonville pulls it out. But don't bet on a team in this game. I'm just not going to bet this game. Yeah, I'm also not really fun on either side. I I'm, I don't know why, but I'm kind of leaning Broncos. Are you? But yeah, not very confident. We probably agree don't bet on this one. Man, I thought Jacksonville was going to be good after the first they couple did, games. Yeah. And, and they've just kind of... They've been, it's kind of been the just a theme across the league is inconsistency this year. They're just disappointing the last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, on to the noon slate. Let's get to the main slate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got the Cowboys at home uh, with Dak back again, uh, playing the Cow or sorry, playing the Bears. Uh, nine and a half point favorites. So Dak didn't look great last week, did he? You did know, not. that's to be expected. He was on a pitch count where they were all, they were going to cap him in some imaginary number. Michael Gallup. I don't know if he's alive or not. He's like not doing anything um, in this offense since coming back. Um, Lamb, good. You know, Zeke, it's just not Zeke anymore. I think Pollard could be a, have a, I think this sets up big for Pollard this week. It seems like a Pollard week, by the way. In fantasy. Yeah. If you've got him as a flex option or whatever, I think you're rolling out Pollard this week Mm -hmm. over most guys. If it's a this or this question, it's probably going to be Pollard in most cases. We saw Justin Fields. They finally started calling design runs for him on Monday Night Football and he looked great. You and I have been talking about that. Get him out of the pocket. Let him use his legs. Like, you know, create your system based on the players you have. Don't make players, if this is their weakness, don't make him conform to what you have and they invested in Justin Fields so they need to you know invest in him with the offense which they did last week we saw him getting out and he looked really good against a a pretty game Patriots defense so I think that's too many points for the Cowboys to cover Um, I do like the Cowboys in a teaser if you want to get the Cowboys down to three or four I like it but I think the Bears are able to keep that close enough though and just barely cover it backdoor type cover Um, I think Fields will be able to score some points I I do think Dallas is a top three defense probably in the NFL but Fields is the kind of quarterback that can just mess up a game with a couple big plays, you know, get out of his legs. And if mm-hmm. they keep doing that and getting him out of the pocket, that will negate some of the Dallas pass rush. And uh, we know Diggs likes to gamble and go for interceptions. He may pick him off once, but he may give up a 70-yard bomb to Darnell Mooney in the process. So I like the I like the Bears being able to score just enough to get the backdoor cover in this one. Yeah, no notes. I'm with you 100% on that one. Pretty really? Much, pretty much across the board, yeah. Every, almost everything you said there, yeah, with it. I mean, I like that they're, I like that the Bears are finally you know, designing an offense for him. Because Fields does have and – and Fields is not that bad of a thrower. He hasn't looked great. He's kind of got like that Russ Wilson problem this year where he looks like at one – 
person and then gives up on the play. Like he mm-hmm. he has like only his set read. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't go through the progressions and he misses guys. That's kind of like we've seen Wilson do that a whole bunch this year. Same thing with him. But I think by getting him out of the pocket, it allows him to think less and allows him to create plays because we know he has a massive arm. You saw it in college at Ohio State. I mean, we, right. the guy makes plays. Like he's a good throwing quarterback. So I think that he's he's also by the way in a dynasty league. I, I really like uh, as, as a buy low get right now for him. I still mm-hmm. have not given up on Justin Fields. Do you play Dynasty? Huh? I don't. I should get in a league. I, I was in one, but I'm not this year. Yeah, I just think it's hard to get a full team of people that won't yeah, that league give folded. up when you... You need, like, yeah. Because, I mean, need, year after year, there's no reset. People get better and better, and other teams get worse. And, and people lose interest. Right, That's exactly, the problem. Yeah. So it's almost like you have to ask them to pay up front for three years at a time yeah, or something right. so that they're invested where they have to try to win mm-hmm. long-term or you know be involved. So Yeah, it's a good point. All right, next game, Saints... At home, uh, plus one and a half against the Raiders. That's come down a bit. That was minus two at the start of the week for the Raiders. What's over under on this one? Uh, 49 and a half. Pretty 49 high. and a half is a little high, I guess. I you know, I think there'll be some points scored in this game. The Saints defense is not what we thought it was, like a number of other defenses in the NFL. The Raiders defense, same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there should be some points in this one. It's Andy Dalton getting the start against Derek Carr. So not the most attractive quarterback matchup in the history, but some great skill position players on this spot. You got Devontae. Uh, Lattimore is, is still out, we think. Is that, is, do we know for the Saints? I believe so. I, mean, that, I haven't that, seen anything this That's week. a big deal for the Devontae Adams matchup. I think Darren Waller has a good chance of being back in this one. We'll see. Um, it's still a little early in the week to know all these things. So uh, we haven't gotten any Thursday reports yet. But, um, yeah, my point is Kamara out there and, and uh, Olave, obviously. So you've got some nice pieces in this game. I think there'll be some points scored. I still wouldn't touch the over-under. That's just a little high for my liking just because the Raiders like to run the football and they don't always play fast necessarily. Um, in this game, though, I actually probably am going to take the Saints. I started off early in the week thinking Raiders. And you know I've been a Raiders guy all year. I've been telling you all year they're the best last-place team ever and on and on right. and on and how they're a dangerous team. Early in the week, like even two days ago, I was getting prepared to bet the Raiders. But I just think more and more about this game and how the NFL works. And like this seems like a get-right spot for the Saints defense, playing at home in the Dome. They've been bad. It's not the defense you once thought it was. And they're not going to stop the Raiders, right? The Raiders right. have weapons. That's my point. There'll mm-hmm. be some points scored in this game. I think they're able to get just enough stops. I just don't believe in this Raiders defense. I don't think it's very good um, at the end of the day. And I, th- I think Kamara... Bold prediction. He finally scores a touchdown this week. I think Kamara gets in the end zone uh, finally so this week. That he has not scored a touchdown. It is frustrating. I, yeah. I just think that Andy Dalton with Taysom Hill back there, I, I think Taysom Hill is actually going to give the Raiders some problems in this game, too. So um, give me, give me the, uh, the home team here on this one. Although, like I said, early in the week, I would have been the opposite. Yeah, no, I was I was getting ready to agree with you because I thought well, you were still in the Raiders. I'm probably still in the Raiders, but you do make a good point about the home game too. I know that that's a hard place to play. Yeah, and these teams are both like a lot of the league inconsistent right now. So I mean, yeah, I probably like the Raiders, but I don't know. You've given me a little bit of pause. I, I just think the Saints and that I just think the Saints are are good. Mm-hmm. Or should be good. They're not. Let me, let me rephrase. The chain. The Saints are not good this year. I think they should be good, and they have good talent. That's my point. I think they're more talented than they've played so far. I yeah, really do. I agree on that. And I think you start seeing that here with time. And then the defense has got to. It's got to regress back to the mean. They're not. They're not the good defense we thought they were going to be. Like we thought they're going to be a top five type defense. They're not that right. Right. But this team should be at least a league average defense. Like, and, and they haven't been playing like it most weeks. So I think they're able to do that. And I think. I think it really is. 
a, a nice week for their offense against it's kind of a get right spot plus it's an early game right west coast team and an early game seems to always favor the home team it's an east coast team also so there's that also to think about That's end of the day point. it's a close game and, and give me the uh, the home team okay yeah the next one uh we've got the falcons at home uh minus four against the panthers over under 41 and a half so are the Falcons ever going to decide to throw the damn football? I mean, they were down by three scores last week, and they had, what, 13 attempts? And you got Drake London and Kyle Pitts, these massively talented human beings that don't even get involved because Arthur Smith decides to just keep running the ball. Either get a damn quarterback if that's the problem or design some new plays or, you know, something. But what's the line again? Four and a half? Four, four just four. Uh, you start off with this game. I want to hear you go first. Okay, yeah. I kind of like the Falcons here. I don't know. I mean, the Panthers... They did beat the Bucks last week. I don't know what that was all about. But I mean, the, the Falcons are playing well. The Panthers are not. They did lose McCaffrey. I don't know why they would be playing better all of a sudden. It's not like you know something happened, really. So I, I don't know. Give me the Falcons. They're still the team that has the best record against the spread. I think they've lost one now, maybe. Almost a 500 team last year, too. Yeah. And I know last year is last year, but I think they've still got similar talent. Um I'm with you. I like the Falcons, and I have a hot take on this game. That's why I wanted you to go first. But okay. I like I like the Falcons. I agree with you. Okay. Um, my hot take, I think we got – this game shoots out. I think you go over in this game. I love the over in this game. Yeah, it's only 41 and a half. Yeah, I love the over in this game. This game is going to shoot out. And I, and I think the two players that I think really go back and forth here, I love me, and if you're playing some DFS or season long, if you have these guys, this is a get-right spot for Drake London, and it's and it's another another big volume week for DJ Moore. I love the back and forth here yeah. of taking Moore in London. You could even sprinkle in some uh, Kyle Pitts if you've got a really strong stomach. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I like the over in this game is what I like the most. Yeah. But you, you said it about him on Facebook fantasy too it just sucks because he's doing nothing but he's, you have to keep playing him. you have to keep playing him because it's like you you if you have him you invested a third or fourth right. round pick he still in him. gets great target share it's just not well they don't ever throw though it's yeah. a problem I and mean, yeah he gets 20 percent of targets but they're throwing it's like three targets, targets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good point yeah that's why you know that was my dad always say that mark twain said there's there's lies there's damn lies and then, then there's statistics you know yeah. it's like you can make a statistic oh, for, yeah, for to, sure. to say any argument you want so yeah, but I, I like this game to shoot out. I think that's the best bet on this in this game. But I'll, but give me the Falcons if I'm picking a team also. Okay, yeah, with you on that one. Uh, next one is a big line. We got the Eagles at home uh, minus ten and a half versus the Steelers over under forty three and a half. I can't take a ten and a half point favorite. That's kind of where I'm at. I mean, they're good. Their defense is good. Pittsburgh's look kind of, a, but I know they're coming off a bye. They're healthy. They added Quinn. I'm assuming he'll play a decent amount in this game. Um, they got all the momentum in the world. Pittsburgh isn't very good, but Pittsburgh could have gone down to Miami and won that game pretty easily if they could right. have caught a damn ball on the defense. They had four interceptions go right out their hands, two of which led to field goals. Um, and Kenny Pickett some some bad decisions down there, you know, at the end of the game. So um, I think Kenny Pickett, I mentioned earlier, I think the guy's got a lot of talent. I think we're going to see it in flashes going forward. I think we see him, you know, have a crappy half in this game and a good half in this game, um, and, and keep it just close enough. I mean, the Eagles will win the game. Uh, I'm fine again with the Eagles in the money line parlay. If you want to get them down under three, I'm fine with that. Uh, but ten and a half points is too many. I'm going to take a team like the Steelers that I know can pass the ball and, and score points. I'm not saying they will necessarily, but they have the talent to do so, both at the quarterback position and at receiver. I mean, they've got some good receivers on that offense. You know, some even Fryermuth's a pretty decent tight right, end. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the hell Najee's doing. I'm going to keep playing him in my season long, but. Um, just because I picked him and, and Kamara at the end of the first round and early second round of that back-to-back spot, so I'm starting them both. I don't love I love Kamara this week, but I do not love Najee. So, but yeah, I, I think that I think the Steelers keep this one close enough, just close enough. Probably a backdoor type thing again. 
Yeah, I'm with you on the back door. Uh, okay. You next, like the back door, huh? Yeah, always. <laughs> no, oh, really? Well. Uh, huh. Okay, okay, okay. Doesn't your mom uh, listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, Detroit Lions at home, plus three and a half versus the Dolphins. Detroit Lions Over at under homes. 51 and a half. That's probably the highest of the week. <sighs> I, there's no way in hell I can take the, the Lions in this game. Yeah, I, I just... You. I wish it was at three. That hook bothers that me. I was going to say the same thing. I would love it at three, but it looks like it's going to move to four based on what the juice is doing. So you, you just yeah. But when it's at three and a half or or three or four, you can't. You're basically picking the winner at that point. Yeah. I mean, you're out of your mind if you're picking a team to lose by one or two points. So you're right. yeah, I, I think I think the Dolphins win the game. You take them here. Um, Tua looked okay last week. Not great. I mean, number number balls floated. There were some knuckle balls that just got dropped, like yeah. we talked about by the Steelers defense. It could have been picks. Um, well, the first quarter, it looked like they were going to absolutely destroy the Steelers, yeah, and then they, they did. They came back and made it close. Yeah, they didn't score it when they got in the green zone there. So right. you want to know one of my favorite plays of the entire week in fantasy or DFS is in this game? My, not Miles Gaskin. He was last year. Raheem Mostert. Love Raheem Mostert against this Lions piss-poor run defense. I think Raheem Mostert has a massive day, which sets up some deep balls or, or at least some gets one-on-ones you know, or, or some nice zone coverage. They, they play zone mostly there for the Lions. But, yeah, I think I think Tyreek Hill, Waddle, all these guys can go nuts in this game. I really like the Dolphins here. I, I think you don't ever think it. Yeah, Swift's probably back. St. Brown's probably back from the concussion. Um, but Jared Goff's the quarterback, and they still have that defense there. So give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins, too. Uh, next one, we've got um, another three and a half. Uh, Vikings at home, minus three and a half versus the Cardinals, over under 48 and a half. We talked about the Vikings before the year. You and I both picked into on the NFC North. That will happen. That was the correct pick. Mm-hmm. We've also talked last week about how the Vikings are freaking overrated. And, or, not, or They're not overrated because nobody talks about them. Their record is too good. For... Yeah, they've, they've been fortunate, yes. right? They're getting big um defensive turnovers late in games to win games like even that bears game a few weeks ago there was a good chance they were going to lose that at the end like the vikings defense is not good right we mm-hmm. thought that was going to be a league average to maybe maybe if things broke correctly at above average unit it's not happened you know they're they're a slightly below average defensive unit um i think kyla murray is going to be able to make some plays now the hopkins back like i feel like that's probably doesn't incorporate how good hopkins looked last week yeah that's fair like i feel like they're like looking at the cardinals from the first Several weeks of the season, I think. I think there's a pretty good shot the Cardinals win this game outright. So I really like the Cardinals in this game. I think they'll score enough points. I don't think the Vikings defense can stop them. And if they blitz, you know, Kirk Cousins and the Cardinals don't have a great you know defensive front seven. But if they can get home a couple times, Kirk Cousins makes mistakes. Kirk Cousins is not great against the blitz. He's just not great overall. He's another guy we could have kind of put in that older quarterbacks that have kind of gone downhill. I mean, he hasn't completely collapsed or anything, but he hasn't exactly lived up to what he would expect even for himself this year. So. Uh, yeah, long story short, I like the uh, I like the Cardinals on this one. Yeah, I'm very iffy on this one. I don't know, maybe leaning a little bit Vikings just because they're at home. But, really? Yeah. I just think there's like a 45% chance the Cardinals went outright. Mm-hmm. And so give me the five three and a half points. I mean, I, I think yeah. it's probably a close game. I'll take the Cardinals all day long and, in this. And money line's plus 154 if you're into that. Yeah, I think I take the points in that case. Yeah, with three and a half, you probably should. Yeah. But. Uh, okay, <clears throat> next one. This is one that's moved a lot, too, and uh, one with the strange line. Uh, the Jets are at home plus two and a half versus the New England Patriots. What do we talk about all the time here? We talk about how point spreads are based on like reputations and players, not reality. Like last right. week, it was the Giants should not have been, you know. A, a, a dog at Jacksonville and, and the, there's no I told you last week there's absolutely no way the Bucks should have been favored by 13 against the Panthers and they right. lost outright I told you there's a I told you there's a one in three chance they win that game out or lose the game outright and they did I knew that I knew that the Panthers would cover it 
Um, but that's because of the Brady factor. You know, it's the same stuff. Like, it's the Belichick factor. There's absolutely no reason the Patriots should be favored in this game. Um, give me the Jets um, in this game. Do we think, by the way, the Jets making the trade, do we think they're going to have the new running back in, in uniform this week or not? Yeah, James Robinson. Yeah. I, th- I think so. Um, I, I just saw a notification that uh, Sala said that they're just going to kind of play the hot hand and do whoever. Yeah, so, yeah, great news for fantasy if you got either one of those guys. Not, <laughs> not to be a dick right now, and, and uh, I should let the body you know, get cold first, but didn't I tell you a few weeks ago to trade Brees Hall? You did, yeah. So high on that? If, yeah. yeah I mean, no, I'm you, not you saying— You didn't predict he'd get yes. hurt. He was playing better than you said, but— Yes. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, you were right in the end. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm taking the Jets on this one, too, plus two and a half. Yeah, I just—I uh, mean— or, is It started it, out at, like, plus one. Maybe? Did you see, by the way, that one of the, the Mac Jones throws hit the actual uh, wire, the ESPN camera? That's oh, why it's no? such a bad throw, the really? interceptions. That's funny. Last week in the game, they, they showed, I like, mean, a thing. I mean, they put that— like up there where it's not supposed to get hit, obviously. Well, right? it did. Like, so I mean, did he just throw a moon ball? Or I don't happened? know. Well, I don't know what. Too much happened. slack in the line. But is Zappy? Do we think he's the quarterback going forward? I don't know, man. I. I mean, he's looked pretty he's played, good. I mean, it's it's not even so much that Max Jones has done anything wrong, but it's just like, how can you not start the guy? He's been, he looks freaking. He looks like the like the deal out there. Yeah. I just think the Jets. The Jets defense would probably get more love than it does. It's a pretty solid unit out there, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the Jets' defense is kind of more the strength of that team. Now, we, they need a quarterback in, for the Jets. I, Wilson, I don't think, is going to end up being... Apparently, if you're, if you're a quarterback named Wilson in the NFL in 2022, it's not a good time for you to be a yeah. starting quarterback. But um, they're getting, they're winning, though, man. They're 5-2, five, five and two, right? So yeah. I think they keep it going this week. There's absolutely no reason they should be a dog in this game. Yeah, with you 100% on that one. Especially at home. That's just disrespectful. Right, at home, two and a half point Again, dog. it's because people I, say, oh, it's the Jets, the Jets. The same thing. It's like, I, or Brady. Right. I think it's a little bit of it, too, is there's like the Bill doesn't lose two in a row thing. Yeah, but yeah, okay, but yeah. Sure. It's not like he's God. He, yeah. He's just a good coach. Have you yeah. seen that he's like 11 games under 500 in his career? Since without Brady left? Without Brady. Oh, no, before and after Brady. Oh, before and after. Oh. Pre-Brady and after Brady, he's like, I think it's like 78 and 89 or something like well, that. Well, even though Brady's playing like a geriatric, he did prove his point, I guess, right? He got his I ring. Guess. Bill's not doing great. Yeah, but he also chose the team with a really That's good true. defense and yeah. the great weapons That's playing true. in a weak division. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it was very selective. He's kind fair. of a loser mentality, I think, but I'm not a Brady guy, so... Yeah, I know that. But uh, another game we got, uh, we've been talking about next: uh, the Texans plus two and a half at home versus the Titans. Yeah, I locked over in the, under of forty and a half. I locked in the Titans at minus two earlier in the week. I think this is an absolutely great spot for Derrick Henry. They can't stop the run. They can't stop him historically. I think Derrick Henry goes bonkers. Um, Ryan Tannehill, we think will play. Did not practice yesterday with that sprained ankle, but I suspect he'll be out there when the dust settles. Um, that's the only thing that does concern me a little bit is just uh, the you know the unproven backup there and and him, you know with the, with the hurt ankle. Um, I think there you see Brandon Cooks by the way the Chiefs are linked to him in trade supposedly. Was, I did hear that yesterday actually. Yeah. yeah. Now he was a healthy scratch yesterday at practice, which I found interesting. So I kind of wonder if he's not going to play in this game. I think you might get traded. So that makes me. I think the, that might move the line a little bit more. This one could end at three for the Titans, but. I like the Titans quite a bit in this game. I just think they establish the run and they run it all day and they you know, get just enough from the passing game. It's not a very good offense, realistically, for the Titans. The, D- the Titans are really, I mean, they're in first place right now, but they're really like the definition of like average units. Like their defense is, the defense is just well coached. They're tough. They're, you can't run on the Titans. It's very tough to run on the Titans, but you can exploit them at the back end. So that's what I'm saying. If, if Brandon Cooks is out, I really like them. Like they come close to lock status if he's out, but I still like the Titans in this game. Um, I think they're able to slow down Damian Pierce just enough, and I don't think Davis Mills is going to beat Derrick Henry. It's kind of how I look at it. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, I also saw some stats on <clears throat> Derrick Henry's uh, just lines the last few games he's played against Texans, and it's like two touchdowns, three touchdowns, over 100 yards, everything. So, yeah, I think he has a monster game here. I like the Titans minus two and a half. They've been like like we talked about minus two, minus two and a half, pretty much every, every game, every week. And yeah, they've been covering. I made some money on them. Yeah, this I, we had them last week, and you had right? the week before that. Yeah, yeah. Do we think? Um, which of the random five white tight ends that they have do you think will catch a touchdown in this game for the Titans? They have like five guys that are the exact same player. They got Pruitt. And- <laughs> I don't know. They have all these guys. But, yeah, I kind of like – I mean, maybe throw a couple bucks on the Derrick Henry two touchdowns. I think it could very well happen. I mean, they yeah. get up. This is not a good defense. They're going to run him like crazy. I like that. Uh, yeah, okay. Next one. That was the first of the 3 o'clock, by the way. So okay. Next to the 3 o'clock. How did that game end up in the 3 o'clock window? I don't know. Uh, but next we've got the Titans at home, uh, favored by three against the Giants. You said the Titans, you didn't mean the Titans. Or sorry, yeah, sorry, the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, at home, minus three against the Giants. Um, 44 and a half is the over-under. One of the best bets of the week, Seattle minus three. This is an absolute time where the, the Seahawks, I think, just, I think they might just torch them in this game. I think they might win this game by 10 points. Like, I, I which is, and the NFL is torching, by the way, yeah. 10 points. I know it sounds kind of stupid if you don't watch the NFL closely. I think 10, 13, 14 point win is not out of the realm of possibility here. I think it's another big day for Kenneth Walker. Um, DK Metcalf out, obviously, but Tyler Lockett should be good to go on this one. Um, I just, and Geno Smith is just playing at a next level. He's, he's made us all believers, I guess. All of us were skeptical about him coming into the year. And you and I both kind of mocked him as an MVP candidate. I still do. He's not going to win MVP. He's not on that level, but give credit where credit's due. The kid's playing on another level this year. I mean, it's where's it's been all these years, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you wonder, did somebody tend to believe in him, but he need to get in the right system. Is it just that he learned the NFL better from watching it? Is he more into the film now? I don't know what the deal is with him, but he's playing great. Um, and then on the other side, I don't know this, the, the giants, they're good. They, they're probably the most well-prepared and well-coached team in the NFL. Arguably they're not, they're not six and one good. They're playing on the road in the Pacific Northwest. One of the toughest places to play. Um, the Seahawks, you know, have an outside shot at making the playoffs this year, which we didn't think was going to happen before the year, by the way. Um, I just, I, I just think this is, this, this just sets up as that spot where the, where the Giants have a meltdown and the Seahawks just t- turn into a buzzsaw. I love Seattle in this game minus three. Yeah, I was thinking a lot of those same things. I think that the Giants are good, but they're not as good as their record. And the Seahawks are, I mean, they're overperforming right now. But yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of good weapons. It's at home. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Seahawks. Yeah, I think it's a great, I think it's a great play here. Yeah, I might take the Giants in a teaser up to ten though. We'll see. I don't know. Be careful with that. <laughs> I don't think I would. I know you said that you thought. I didn't make it blown out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. We'll see. Next game, uh, we've got the Colts at home. This is an interesting one because we've got two young quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, yeah. With their respective elders out uh, for whatever the reason may be. Uh, Colts minus three at home versus the Washington Commanders over under 39 and a half. So Heineke, one of the few games of the season, he'll have the edge in quarterback play. I mean, Sam Ellinger, I'm not an I'm not a Sam guy. <laughs> I know he's hardly played, so it's tough yeah, to I say that. Really watched him much, but yeah, it's, it's tough to say that. But they're going to try to run the football, the Colts. They're going to try to run it some more, and then they're going to try to run it a little bit more. Um, I just don't. I don't think they're going to be able to do it because there's not going to be the threat there. Not that Matt Ryan was much of a threat necessarily the way he was playing and you know turning into you know a 60 year old before our eyes this year mm. fumbling it and turning it over and throwing interceptions every time you blink your eye i just don't know that he's gonna like i think they're just gonna stack it they're gonna move people up which they don't really do in the nfl it's tough to stack the box in the nfl it's more of a college thing but i think they're gonna be able to slow down uh the run here just enough in this game um so i i, I don't i don't like the the colts here at all 
I don't I have not much of an opinion on this game, but I don't know. I think Sam Ellinger will be an improvement. I don't think that they would put him in if he wasn't. Probably, but I think some of it's overreacting by ownership, and you've got players saying every year we got a new quarterback and a new coordinator. Like I think they're kind of just like, okay, we need to stop bringing these retreads in, like Carson Wentz and right. Matt Ryan. I don't know that he's the right guy to do it with is the problem. Uh-huh. And I think I think on the uh, Commanders side, I I just think that I like this offense, man. I th- I think the Commanders are strong enough up front to stop the run. I just think they're good enough up front. Um, to to slow to slow down stop is strong to slow down the Colts rushing attack and, and create some turnovers. It's gonna be an ugly game. It's probably gonna go under the total. I just think the Commanders have enough weapons. I like their one-two punch in the backfield. It seems to be kind of last week it was kind of split between Robinson and uh, Antonio Gibson. You don't think the Colts have a better one too though? Well, no, they do. Did I, did I, did I say no, that? No, no, you didn't. Oh no, I think the Colts do have a better one too. I'm just saying I like this one-two punch for the Commanders offense, and I like. Uh, you know, I I just think McLaurin is you know I, the Colts have probably better skill position players probably mm-hmm. maybe not though I mean not I, I like bit. you know I like I don't Dotson's probably out but I really like Curtis Samuel too and he's not dropping fifty yard touchdown yeah. passes on Thursday night football and costing me money against the Bears <gasps> but yeah and the, when the dust settles I like the Commanders to win this game outright I think they're just I don't know I just don't think the Colts are good uh, I could see either way but I'm gonna take the Colts I think that Sam Ellinger does just enough to get it done okay fair. All right, next one, one we've have talked that's, about. I think that's one, by the way, that neither you are betting is probably not. Yeah, no. Like again, we're picking all the games, but we'll tell you when we're really strong in a game. Like that one is just that's my what I think is going to happen. I'm not putting money on it though. Yeah, and speaking of which, here's one that I know you're pretty strong on because we've been talking about it. Uh, the 49ers versus the Rams. Rams are at home as one and a half point dogs over under 42 and a half. Surprise! This game has not moved all week. It's been one and a half ever since it came out on Monday uh, or Sunday night, actually. So. Um, yeah, the Niners favorite there, you know, so let me ask you before we get into the analysis of this game, lifetime, um, Kyle Shanahan has beaten Sean McVay every single time head to head. They've played in the regular season. Now the Niners did beat him, uh, or sorry, the Rams did beat him in the playoffs, but are you team it's due to happen as in, you know, McVay is due to win a game. So are you team it's due? Like when you hear a stat like that, does it make you say, oh, well, it's due, so I'll have to go the other way? Or are you team he owns them and there's a reason he keeps winning and that's just going to keep happening? Are you team trends, recent trends, or are you team it's due to happen? Uh, I probably tend to fall a little bit more on the it's due side, although I think we're a little bit more team trend in this particular case, aren't we? Yeah, I just, man, I talked to you about how much I like the 49ers yeah. earlier. They beat them earlier this year. I've gotten a little bit higher on them too. I've kind of come around. Yeah, I just... They're not healthy, healthy, but they're getting healthier. I mean, they've got pretty much their offensive line back, which is a major thing. They've added McCaffrey. I would assume you see McCaffrey in there about 75% of snaps this week. Uh, One more week, I would think there'd be no limitations. He might still have a few small limitations in this, but I think he'll be involved. Uh, I think him anytime touchdown score is a lock this week. If you want to take that, I think that's a fantastic bet. Um, I just think the Niners have so many weapons on offense. The defense is good enough. We've seen them slow down Stafford. Now, conversely, Cooper Cup always has big games against the 49ers. Um, so, I mean, but uh, in real-life football, yeah, the Cup's a great fantasy play. But in real-life football, I just, I mean, the Rams aren't what we thought they were going to be. Now, you and I both said before the year we didn't think they were going to be quite as good. But, I mean, the defense isn't what it once was, right? The defense is not dominant for the Rams. It's a good defense. It's a good defense, but it's not Mm -hmm. dominant. The Niners should be able to move the ball and score points with this unit. And I just think the Rams, I mean, the whole year Stafford doesn't look right. You mentioned Jared Goff and arguably has had a better statistical in a lot of different ways you look at it. Uh, metric-wise, has been better. And that's because Stafford's playing hurt. The whole year he's had the problem since August, right? His arm's messed up. Uh, they don't have a running game. They can't run the football. All year they haven't been able to run the football. 
doesn't matter who they put back there. They're not running the football. They're not getting that push up front. Their offensive line's beat up. I mean, they get Van Jefferson back for this game, we think. That's that's a, a decent addition. But how how good is he going to be and how much of a threat is he really his first game back? Like, I don't know, man. That's like It's like I just think the Niners have the edge on defense. Um, and off, you know, and offensive in, and, and I, I just don't think, I think the Niners have the edge when they have the ball too. I think they have the edge on both sides of the ball. It is a home game in theory, um, for the Rams, but you and I both know it'll be 60% 49er fans and 40% Rams fans in, in SoFi there. Right. Yeah. So I just, I, I am very strong on the 49ers. I, I hate, I'm with you. I hate betting on something where like, you know, it's like nine out of nine times. I think it is now that, that, um, that Mc, that uh, Shanahan's beaten McVay head to head during the regular season. Right, yeah. They did beat him in the playoffs though, so it's not like he's never yeah. beaten him. So that makes me feel a little bit better. That makes me a little antsy when I bet on something like that. But at the end of the day, if it's a player, is mainly at the end of the day that play the game, right? I mean, coaching yeah, does matter right. in the NFL, especially in close matchups. Mm-hmm. But and but I give Shanahan the edge on coaching too. I think he's a better coach. I think Shanahan's a great coach. I think he's top five in the NFL. I've talked a lot. Give me your thoughts. I really like the 49ers. No, yeah, I'm with you on the 49ers too. I was a little bit more hesitant on this one earlier in the week, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it from like who they've got new, uh, Van Jefferson's back for the Rams, but McCaffrey's there for the 49ers, yeah. so I think that at least equals out. The defense is better. Is are the Rams still the lowest scoring team in the league? One of them, yeah. They're, I mean, five, they're, they're, I mean, yeah, they're down there, and the, they can't run the football. And the 49ers offense is just getting more higher powered, high powered. The Rams, I don't think. I mean, I'm not saying this game's going to shoot out, but if it would, like, I, I just don't think the I don't think the Rams can keep up. Mm-hmm. As weird as that is to say about a Jimmy Garoppolo, let me ask you this. In 2022, right now, week eight of 2022, throw out the career, throw out the first seven games. Right now, who's the better quarterback, Matt Stafford or Jimmy Garoppolo? Oof, it's pretty close. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, I gun to my head, I guess I would take Stafford, but right, I would not yeah, be happy but, about it. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I just think I, I just don't see very many edges that they have in this matchup. The Rams, the home field isn't even that big of an edge. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the Rams aren't a team. They've been. In LA, a couple of years, they're not a team that has a super loyal following. But on top of that, the Niners are like the closest. Yeah, and they're huge fans. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, and I mean it's the same state. People will drive. Just, People in LA are huge Niners fans. I mean it's all yeah. I just can't get away from this game. I, I just love the 49ers in this game. I wish it would go down to one. I've got it at one, in at one and a half though. Actually, I, I bought it down to one um, for a first hundred of it. And the next two hundred of it, I took it at one and a half. But I'm I'm gonna add more to this probably before Sunday. I'm just kind of waiting to see where the line goes because if it goes to two, it doesn't really hurt me. I'm hoping it goes to one. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it could based on what the juice is doing. But I hope. Uh, okay, on to the night game. Uh, we got the Buffalo Bills favored by ten and a half uh, versus the Packers. The, Bill, the, the Bills now? are at home. Yeah. It was eleven and a half. Was it eleven or eleven and a half before? I don't know. I, I think it was sure, eleven. Actually. It was definitely like it eleven. Might go back to eleven based on the juice once again. So it's probably going to end up being eleven. Um, wow. I mean, when, I'm sure when they pick this game, NBC's like, "Wow, we got Rodgers and Allen, and yeah. it's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a shootout." Well, one side it'll probably be a shootout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I think Buffalo scores points at will against this Packers defense, which I I, I was making fun of. I, I wish I could remember what analyst I heard last week. That I talked about it here on the show. Yeah. Remember the guy was like, "Oh, this great Packers. De- this is one of the worst Packers defense in recent years. This is not a good Packers defense. The Bills will score at will off the bye in this game." The only question is, do they cover the game? The question is not, do they win the game? Is Rodgers able to score some points? I mean, Rodgers is scoring to put up 20 against the Giants or the Jack. I mean, play the Jaguars, but, you know, teams like that, the Commanders or right. whoever. He, he's just not scoring this year. Like, And he's sitting there and, and Pat McAfee on Monday blaming receivers and saying guys shouldn't play if they don't know the plays and blah, blah. Like, be a leader, bro. Like, look in the mirror. Like, you're not playing that great. Like, I mean, right. I mean, I don't. 
I, I don't think that I'm not saying that Rodgers. I think Rodgers is probably the best of that washed group of quarterbacks we talked about earlier. I'm not officially ready to put the nail in his coffin quite yet, but he's certainly not playing at the level he was. Certainly doesn't have the talent around him. Um, yeah, I, I think Buffalo. I, I guess that 11 though. God, that just makes me. Uh, oh, I okay. Absolutely love Buffalo in a teaser. Get Buffalo five or under, four or under. It's an absolute lock. What's the over under this game? Uh, 47 and a half. Give me the over okay. and give me the Bills, but I'm not super confident in the Bills covering the. That's just a, it's going to close at 11. Yeah, I guess I'm taking the Bills too. Like you said, big line, hard to touch, but um, teasers would be nice. This is a game you probably avoid Rogers on the 11. Rodgers does play well in prime time. I mean, that's kind of a. I don't know. You and I, don't you think from doing this long enough and watching the games and following it, you can kind of pick out when you look at the Lions, the whole NFL each week, the slate, you can kind of pick out like the games that you're like, okay, this is a good bet. This is like 60% or 65% this team's going to cover it. Right. And you can kind of pick out the lines that are like, I don't know, this is like playing roulette. This is like playing red or black. Like you're kind of just flipping a coin. Like, because you know the Bills are going to win. And you know the Packers are just good enough or just bad enough to be right at that. There's not really an edge in this game. Right, yeah, that's the difference like this in our college picks. We yeah. we pour through those for the couple best ones we see with the yeah. most like offlines, but yeah, these a lot of them are better. We're just, you know, trying to give you a pick on every one, so I will take the Bills, but Yeah, I take the Bills too, but I'm not like uh, <laughs> I, I the Levens a lot of points. It is a lot of points. But love them if you want to put them as part of a teaser. Um, you know, take maybe, you know, maybe you could even do one of those 14-point teasers with four teams or so on uh on FanDuel and get it to about plus 100 and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's some other games you could put that with that I love too. Absolutely. All right, on to the last one of the week, the Monday night game. We've got two Ohio teams. Uh, the Cleveland Browns plus three and a half at home versus the Bengals over under 46 and a half. Um, I think it's pretty hard right now to take the Browns the way they've been playing. The Bengals have been better. They've been much better protecting the quarterback the last three mm-hmm. weeks. Um, ever since the Bengals have gone shotgun more, they have had a lot less problems protecting Burrow. I don't know if he sees the field better now that he's mainly shotgun, but that seems to have been a major thing to help them. Um, that offensive line was brutal early. It's gotten better, and a lot of that's because they're playing more shotgun. But the weapons there, Jamar Chase, before the year, I called him the best receiver in the NFL. He's playing like it now the last few weeks. I mean, the guy's an absolute beast. You throw in Higgins and Boyd, and Mixon's just good enough. Been kind of disappointing overall. But um, I think I don't see how the Browns can really stop this offense. Um Earlier in the year, I thought I was a little bit higher on the Browns. I thought the Browns were going to end up being a decent team and, and kind of a team that could mess things up. Yeah, maybe not be a playoff team, but a team that could give some teams some bad losses and you know stay kind of competitive going to those last couple of weeks. That's not happening. They're going to unload Kareem Hunt soon and some other guys. They're kind of punting this year before Massage Boy even takes over here in a few weeks. So I, I think the, the 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 Bengals probably shred them defensively, and I think the Bengals' defense is at, is probably if you want to look up the term underrated unit in the NFL, it's probably the Bengals' defense. Like they're they're a lot better than anybody talks about. They don't put up sexy stats necessarily with sacks and turnovers, but it's just a good solid unit. Look at the points allowed, and um, I I just don't think they'll try to run it with Nick Chubb. It'll work to a degree, but when you get down to your chasing points, you'll have to start throwing it. I don't think that Brissett is the guy to do that. I don't think that Cooper is the guy to lead an offense on the outside. Um, I just think the Bengals are too good. So give me the Bengals minus three and a half here. Yeah, I'm with you. Based on the way that they were playing at the beginning of the season, I would pick the Browns, but the last few weeks things have kind of gotten more like we would expect. And yeah, I'll take the Bengals. I mean, they're playing like this kind of like 
B tier team that we expected them to be at the yeah. beginning of the season, where the first few weeks they were playing like they were going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, and I think we did because there was the one week where you asked us who true or make. false. I think we did say they would probably make the playoffs, and that's looking like it's going to probably be the case. Yeah, but, but we weren't confident on it there for we a while. We're not, and yeah, I mean, it's, and we still, could do it true or false on the Bucks right now. Are they going to make the playoffs? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, they're, they're playing they the worst division in football. That's the, that's the only reason they might. Yeah. They, they play on the NFC South. Um, all right, let's do some uh, fantasy football starter set. You ready? I'm ready. All right. If you're streaming at quarterback, I had to choose this one. You already know what I chose. Yeah. But Trevor Lawrence against Denver, what would you have chosen? Lawrence against Denver or Fields against Dallas? Uh, I mean, the the running makes it a little bit tough because Fields has been like getting more design runs and stuff. But hey, Lawrence has been getting quarterback sneak touchdowns though. That's true. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was gonna say I'll probably take Lawrence too. I know you did. So that's you know I know what your your pick is, but yeah, I'd probably go with you on Lawrence. Okay. Uh, Darrell Henderson against the 49ers, knowing okay. that the Rams can't run the ball. Or another team that can't run the ball gets another good defense, so they're both playing good defenses. Henderson against the 49ers or Najee Harris against the Eagles? Henderson against the 49ers, Najee against Philly. Uh, Give me Najee. He looked okay last week. I don't know. I agree. Um, A guy, this is the same game. You already know how much I love Raheem Mostert. Playing right. the Lions, and let's assume DeAndre Swift is healthy. If you had to pick one, I know they're both startable. Mm-hmm. Mostert against the Lions or Swift against the Dolphins? Uh, yeah, probably Mostert just because, I mean, the the backs have ran all over the Lions this year. I mean, they get up big and then they just kind of march. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's probably less competition for touches um, probably for, true. for yeah. Mostert. The Williams kinda... has been playing a lot better than Edmonds. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got Craig Reynolds there, too. True. Yeah. Um, okay. DFS wise, kind of similar salaries. Alvin Kamara. Against the Raiders. Okay. Jonathan Taylor against the Commanders. Mm. Kamara against Vegas. Taylor against Washington. I guess Taylor. I'm going Kamara, man. I love Kamara this week. I have him too, but yeah. I just think he catches enough balls. I think he catches four or five gets in the end zone. like they should be. I mean, I know they, not until they get down. Not, not that Taylor's really done much this year either, but. Yeah. Deontay Johnson. Okay. Um, against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks, if he plays, against the Titans. I'll take Deontay Johnson. Me too. Drake London, same game. Two okay. guys I mentioned earlier. Drake London against Carolina or DJ Moore against Atlanta? Uh, I'll take Drake London. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you're taking DJ Moore? I'd go DJ Moore. I like okay. them both, though. Yeah. I, I thought for sure you'd say Moore. Um, and the last two, DFS. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb against the Bears. It's another tough one. Uh, I guess D-Hop. Okay. I, don't I know. agree. Okay. And then favorite streaming defense this week. I'll give you three. You can take the Titans against the Texans. You okay. can take the Colts against Washington. Or you can take the Dolphins against the Lions. Uh, I'll take Titans against Texans with probably no Brandon Cook. All right, there you have it. Our fantasy choices for this week. All right, let's get to speaking of fantasy killing the college football threesome. No. Let's do it. College football threesome picks. We select three different college football games. Um, I had my first losing week since week one. I was one and two last week. You finished off again two and one. We've both been hot on this. Both three games over five hundred on this for the season. So we're winning on these. We give you three picks a week. All started off this week here. Okay. I got a feeling you and I are going to have at least one of these. I was thinking so, too, as I was going through these. Yeah, I was was going through them, and I'm like, I guarantee you, Killian's going to have this one, too. Do you have Syracuse? Yep. Okay. Number (laughs) So let's do this one together. Number 16, Syracuse, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Notre Dame. Um, Not really sure how my boys Schrader and Gadsden are only favored by two-and-a-half here. Good players. 
And I love in the dome there. Home at that dome. Um, Notre Dame is just so like all over the place. I just can't trust them on the road, especially against a highly talented team like this. So I just think Syracuse minus two and a half is is like what we talked about. One of those games you look at and it's like you can see it in your head two out of three times. They'll cover that, right? That's like a two and three game. Right. And like that's the kind of game I want to take. I don't want to take a game that's like a coin flip. So to me, this is like a two out of three times Syracuse covers. What do you want to add? Anything? Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot else, actually. I mean, Syracuse, uh, they almost beat Clemson last week. Yeah. That was a big one. Uh, they're kind of like, Syracuse isn't like a perennial powerhouse. So I right. feel like schools like this where they have that good year run, like the the home uh, field's going to be packed. You know, they're going to have a great home atmosphere. And Vegas is going to give a team like a, a, like a darling, like Notre Dame, more credit than they deserve because they're right, Notre Dame. Right, yeah, and they've, they've had a kind of rough season. And, I mean, like I have, I mean, if Syracuse had somehow beat Clemson last week, they, this line would be way different. You'd so. like six. Right, yeah. So, I, yeah, I like Clemson. Or, sorry, like Syracuse a lot at two and a half. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if you have this one too. I don't know if you do or not. This one's iffy. Okay. Number 13, Penn State. Uh, I do not. I saw that one. Okay. Penn State is a 15 and a half point uh, underdog at home against number two, Ohio State. So you're getting 15 and a half points at home. First of all, I think Penn State is is just a solid, solid team. Like I say solid, the number 13 in the country. But I mean, compared to Ohio State, they're not. Talent wise, Ohio State wipes the field with them, obviously. Um, but Penn State plays defense. I think they just have just enough defensive stops in this game to slow them down and cover this game. I love the 15 and a half. It's like they could be down 20 points with five minutes left in the game or 22 points to be exact and still cover this game. So I just think I, I think on the road, it's it's conference play. Like you mentioned, the crowd's going to be out there, the white out there. I, I just think Penn State's going to cover the 15 and a half. I like this game quite a bit. Um and then my last one is I've, I've bet on this team like three times now this year. They're an absolute covering machine. Nobody ever wants to take them. Number 11, Wake Forest. They are, I looked at that one. Did you have that one too? Uh, no, I looked at it. I okay. almost took it. Number 11, Wake Forest, three and a half point favorites or four, depending on the book. We bet with FanDuel right now, three and a half. Uh, number 11, Wake Forest are playing at Louisville. Um, so Sam Hartman, Wake Forest quarterback, has been there since freaking JFK was president. You know, He's like a six-year quarterback, got the COVID year, all that stuff. Moving up ACC passing list every single week. One of the best, if not the best, uh, passers in Wake Forest history. I love the quarterback play they have. He's got a couple NFL receivers out there with him. Um, Louisville, Malik Cunningham is a good quarterback. He's a, They're formidable. He has knack for mistakes. I just have to take the more talented Wake Forest club. It's on the road, which I don't love because Louisville will be ready for this game. And Cunningham's a talented team, but... I mean, I just can't take a team seriously that lost to Boston College. I don't care if it was on the road. Right. I believe they'll freaking yeah. lost to Boston College. Like, give me the number 11 team in the country with those NFL receivers and, and the borderline NFL quarterback, but a really, really good college experience quarterback in Sam Hartman. Give me the Wake Forest minus three and a half. I'll, I'll take that all day. Yeah, I like that one. Like I said, I looked at that one too. So That's probably my favorite probably, one of the three, by the way. Yeah, I'll probably hop on that one with you too, even though it's not on mine. Uh, yeah, Syracuse, my first one, of course. We already talked about that. Uh, number two. Uh, I have Oklahoma minus one and a half at Iowa State. I, I really thought about that, too. That's who I would take. That's the side I would go on. I, mm-hmm. I just don't think Iowa State can score. Right. And like, like I said, I fear that Oklahoma's underperforming. Iowa State's played pretty well, but it's a Jimmy's and Joe's thing. Iowa State's got a good defense, probably the best defense in the Big 12. But what does that even mean? They don't play defense in the Big 12, right? right. So it's like, you know. Yeah, I mean it's at Iowa State, but I still like Oklahoma minus one and a half. They've, I like that. they've kind of turned it around from that awful run that they had. Um, <laughs> I don't see how you could really want to. I don't see how you if you were going to bet this game. I don't see how you would end up taking Iowa State. Yeah, yeah. I just I think it's a dangerous. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, another one, uh, we've, I'm going to take uh, Oklahoma State uh, plus one and a half at Kansas State. 
Ooh, you like Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's like your Wake Forest for they me. They kind of are, and I mean they've they've been winning me money. If it wasn't for that TCU blown thing, they would have won me a lot of money. But but Oklahoma, you have won from them. Yeah, Oklahoma State's only loss is TCU. They and sh- Spencer's they sh- playing. They probably should won that game. Yeah, Spencer. Hawkins, He's good to go right? for this yeah. week. Yeah, he played last week. Um, but yeah, I mean K State. I don't know. They're good, but I don't think they can beat Oklahoma State. Uh, I don't think the lines are respecting Oklahoma State. They're t- agreed. They're what are they ranked now? Like eight? They're eight, yeah. Yeah, eight. they're ranked eight. Their only losses to TCU, who's seven. They blew that game. They should have won it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give, I mean, it's give me a, Oklahoma State as a one point five favorite or one point five point dog. I mean, they've got an outside shot at the BCS. You know, it's yeah. outside chance. Yeah. but I mean, they right. they're still kind of in it. Um, yeah, I like that. Those are good picks. I like I like like all of our picks this week. I may put in more than normal yeah. on these college ones. Um, okay, Sportsbook 101 today. Then we'll give you our lock of the week and get out of here. All right, Killian White, you ready to give your first ever Sportsbook 101 lesson that you don't know you're going to be giving until right now? I, I guess so. What are we talking about? <laughs> I forgot to mention what are we this talking to you. About? We should probably talk more before the show about the actual show. We just uh, BS. We with, like it to be off the off yeah, the top. We we do off cuff, but we like we like share memes to you know each other and talk gambling and stuff. But yeah. we don't talk about the show plan probably enough here. But yeah, um, okay. I want you to explain round robins. I'm sure you can do that. Just because I'll be honest with you, man. Round robins is one thing that I've never really done. I do. I, I stick mainly to just teasers and and uh, and straights and uh, money line parlays and different stuff like that. Um, so I'm not opposed to round robins. I've just never gotten into them much. Tell me why you like round robins and ex- kind of explain how they work to the average person who doesn't know what they are. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, in the past couple of weeks, I've kind of gone over to where where to find those as just a really quick reminder. Uh, put in a spread parlay or a money line parlay, whatever it may be. Uh, when you get to the bet slip, there will be a round robin option at the bottom. Um, there's a few different ways you can do these kind of like parlays. You can get really, really crazy with it, or you can kind of do a safer one. Uh, what it is, is you're taking a certain amount of picks and saying if X amount of these hit. So if you're, you're doing like a, a four by twos, you're saying, Hey, I'm picking these four things. And if two of them hit, I'll win money. So basically what it does is it takes each of those combinations of the two, like four things, there would be just what? Three combinations to uh, I don't know my math is not great but yeah uh, but yeah so it would just be you're betting on the parlay of each of two of each of those things and so if any of them hit uh, you're gonna win I I won some money the other week on this by doing uh, some upsets it was the week that uh, the Giants beat the Packers I think yeah but yeah I just picked a bunch of underdogs and uh, three of the five I picked hit and I did two so two of those bets hit and I won like fifty some dollars off of twenty see so what it is is it's a it does, maybe it's harder to have a massive payout like a parlay but it's a lot more protection right it, it's kind of for one of those situations where you're like man there's three like underdogs are perfect uh, like there's three underdogs that I think could really win this week uh, not all of them are gonna win but maybe two of them will throw it in a round robin and then only two of them have to it doesn't matter which two. I need to start doing some of these round robins. You've sold me the last few weeks. You and I have been kind of talking about it. I've just never bet them before. So Yeah, like I said, it's kind of like parlays. Like They can get out of hand. Don't go too crazy. Because that's the thing, too, is the more you bet in there, the more individual bets it has to make to cover all of those possible parlay yeah. options. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if it's like uh, 10 different lines, you bet a dollar, you're betting $10. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. What I really like, though. Is the lock of the week. Can you admit it one more time that daddy's hot? Daddy's hot. We'll give it to him. 
Let's give another one here right now. All right. Let's make you some money on FanDuel with Dave O's Lock of the Week. Well, week eight of the NFL is here. My name is Dave O from the KC Press Box with me, Dave O, and Killian White. Smash that like button. Subscribe to us right here. And wherever you get your podcasts, we go game by game against the slate, all 15 games, and give you against the spread predictions and also our Lock of the Week. So this week, there is an absolute lock on the slate that nobody seems to be talking about. So one of the things about being a very good sport sports investor, sports better. You have to be able to go back to the well when you've lost on a team. But in this case, we won on this team last week. We took the Kansas City Chiefs minus two and a half. We told you last week was an absolute lock. They won by 21, embarrassed the 49ers. You would think we would not want to go back and actually bet on the 49ers, right? But this is the most not talked about lock of the entire season in the NFL. Killian holding the camera. You know I'm a huge fan of Bridges, right? <laughs> right, just like how you're a fan of uh, Buffalo Bill Cody. Oh, uh, well, that, you know, you know, I I'm a fan of everybody. We change it week to week. Whenever we're betting on, we decide that we're a big fan of them. Golden Gate Bridge, greater than the 6th Street Viaduct in L.A., baby. That's all I got to say. I absolutely love the weapons the 49ers have going up against this Rams defense. The Rams cannot run the football. It's not going to end well. 49ers are going to be able to rush and get home against Matt Stafford. The 49ers easily cover this game. Only favored by one and a half pound. The 49ers are lock of the week. Let's go! I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, How you, you can become a fan of every it, it works out. Whatever hey, whenever you're a city we're in, I'm a fan of something about that city, man. But hey, it's been working out. The last time you were a fan of the Mall of America, and we want some money there. Yep, I'm a fan of the Golden Gate Bridge, man. And you know what? I've never even heard of the Six Street, Street Viaduct. Uh, yeah, Viaduct. So okay, I'll be honest. I'm with you. Until I googled it, I hadn't either. But I have been on the, four, the Golden State Bridge before. Yeah. I walked on the Golden Gate Bridge before. So there you go. Do you? I just love that game. I'll tell you real quick here. Um, we're on TikTok, so that right, we just heard right there when I say on camera. That's because we play these on TikTok as well. For those listening in the podcast, you get it here too. Um, but I'll tell you real quick here, since we're on the pod, um, I almost put the other one that I that I almost considered for this lock of the week was Seattle at minus three. I love Seattle. If you want an honorable mention pick, I'm just about as strong on that. But I, at the end of the day, I think the 49ers are the absolute lock of the entire slate. So that's why I chose the 49ers over the Seahawks. Yeah, we'll be riding this weekend. Ride with us. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much for having us on the KC Press Box with me, Davo, and sharpshooting Killian White. Any other final thoughts here? I don't think so. We are out. Powered by FanDuel, it's the KC Press Box with Davo and Killian White.